Hello, and welcome back to Dr. Quacker. So today we're going to be reviewing Star Wars The Phantom Menace. So I was not yet hatched for the original trilogy, uh, so these Star Wars films are the ones I grew up with. Um, I figured I'd give you that little piece of information before we get into the review. Unfortunately, this is the movie that made Star Wars' reputation take a huge hit. And it, it has good reason for that hit. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with the parts I don't like, because uh, it's easier to talk about those parts and then go into the stuff I did like or understand why it's in the film. Uh, the Gungans are my least favorite part of this film. I don't feel that same charm I get from the Ewoks. Jar Jar is, the, is in the whole film. And he is fucking annoying. And I understand the, uh, uh, Jar Jar's role in the story. He was there to entertain little kids. And when I was really little, I thought him stepping in shit was pretty comical. Past that, it, he's pretty obnoxious. Like, there's a way to have a character that's for kids, like the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi, where they're not so overbearing and annoying that it can hamper or somewhat damage the film. The bad part of uh, the reason why Jar Jar doesn't work. Is because Jar Jar is in from the beginning to the end. And he says the dumbest and the most obnoxious shit the entire film. And it's nothing against the actor. Um, a lot of it's the dialogue and the way that the character talks and his actions that make him so fucking annoying. Um, and also the Gungans just, I don't know, I never really liked them. And even as a kid, they were like, okay. They were like always one of my least favorite like aliens in the franchise. And it most likely has something to do with Jar Jar. Um, but yeah, they, they really overstay. If you're going to do something like that, you could have just looked back to your previous film. The Ewoks were only a certain part of the film, and they didn't take away from the story. Like, when it was time for Return of the Jedi to focus on its characters, they would put the Ewoks aside. They don't do that for this one. Jar Jar and the Gungans are very much in it, and they interject quite a bit throughout the story that you're supposed to be paying attention to. The dialogue is pretty terrible for the majority of the movie. Um, some of the actors are able to make it work, and gave great performances, those being Liam Neeson, Ian McGregor, and Ian McDermott. Um, but for every good, there is a bad one. Um, that would be, my opinion, Natalie Portman, Jake Lloyd, and Ahmed Best, Natalie Portman being Queen Amidala. I don't want to give Jake Lloyd too much shit. I mean, his his life was kind of ruined after this. A lot of people bullied him. I don't. So, quick, uh, <laughs> quick little seg uh, segue, real quick. I do not like when people or fans attack the actors that are in a TV show or a movie. There's absolutely no point and nor is it no fault of their own for your hatred for this character or however you feel towards them. There's no point in like threatening to kill or hurt or maim them or their loved ones. There's no fucking point in that. Um, and the majority of the time it comes down to the writer, director, and the way they cut the film is why sometimes you just need to take another take. And that's definitely the vibe that you get from this movie. There are sometimes you're like, you, I think you should have taken one more take to see, see if you can got that a little bit better. Um, no, I actually do like Natalie Portman. Uh, she, I like her in a lot of stuff like the Leon, the professional, like her in your highness, um, movies like those. I, I don't, I think she's a pretty good actress. Just the dialogue is so shit. She doesn't, I don't think she has the skill, at, maybe at the time, to make that shoddy dialogue work. So part of the reason why you may not remember all the terrible, or sometimes like, what did he just say? 
in the original trilogy is because a lot of the actors that played in that one would look at George and be like, people don't talk like this, and they try to find a tweak or change the dialogue to make it so it works a little bit better. Unfortunately, none of the actors in this film told George that, or at least to my knowledge, he doesn't. No one did. They just kind of were like, okay, George, whatever you say. And to some degree, I understand that because I mean, like, hey, he just made like some of the three, three of the most popular movies of all time. So I understand why people are like, okay, just let George what George wants to do. But that's this, this, this is what made that. <laughs> this is what came of it. Um, but yeah, Liam Neeson uh, as Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon Jinn was one of my favorite Jedis from when I was a little kid. He uh, still is one, uh, one of my favorite uh, Jedis. And Hugh McGregor, I would argue that without Hugh McGregor's performance as Obi-Wan in the prequels, that I don't think Obi-Wan would be as popular as he is. Like, I know that like he was really popular from the first movie, but a lot of like the quips and the, the way his characterization is, is very much from this, these movies, which is what then led to the Clone Wars animated series and his characterization in that. So without him, you wouldn't really have the Obi-Wan you know and love today. And of course, Ian McDermott, just a great Palpatine. He played Palpatine in Return of the Jedi, and he continued to come back for the roles for these films. And he's just great to watch. And, uh, my favorite characters in this movie. So the only thing I don't agree with when people critique this film is learning about the politics and some of the Minichlorians. I actually think it was really interesting, even now, to learn how the, the, uh, the galaxy worked before the Empire of the Rebellion. I didn't hate that part. I don't think it's that boring. I think it's pretty interesting. Maybe it's because I'm so interested in the Star Wars universe. I've, like, I've read all the books, but I've uh, read all the comic books, played the video games, that it, I like learning as much as I can about Star Wars. So I can understand for someone that's not really into it to be bored by those scenes, but for someone that's super into it, I didn't mind it, and I kind of like it. Um, I am... So, Minichlorians are a hit or miss with me. I like the idea that there's... I mean, it's not the first person or the first story to explain why someone can use magic or someone has had this weird sci uh, science fiction power or whatever. But the thing that I don't like about the Minichlorians is how there's like a scale. So if the more Minichlorians you have, the stronger in the force you are. I don't like that. If he just said that, you, uh, like, the reason why not everyone can use the force was that not everyone has those min little Minichlorians in them, that would have been fine. But when you put it to the scale... It kind of makes it like, well, then why why can someone like Obi-Wan, who doesn't nearly have the same amount as Anakin, be able to fight them in the third one? So that kind of ruins the scale, and it's kind of like, well, how does any how can anyone challenge the people with insanely high midichlorians if they're if they're just automatically stronger than everybody? So I'll, I would if they just tweaked that part, I would be fine with the midichlorians, and I would get why someone just doesn't like them at all. Um, the way that the Force is used in the original trilogy is that they're like, it's a mystic, you know, it's hard to understand and explain, and that kind of builds that mystery around it, so it's more like, like, whoa, when you see someone using the Force, but, you know, it's, it's, you know, tomato tomato for me. Uh, the score is once again fantastic, composed by John Williams. Uh, my favorite song is The Duel of the Fates, which I'm pretty sure everyone has heard. Uh, the song, even if you haven't seen the film, it's a huge meme song. Um, other than this song, and like the, I, it's pretty much almost as popular, or is as or more than the Imperial March. It's it's the other song from the Star Wars franchise that's super pro popular and has transcended its own film. Uh, and you know, 
it's fair. It's it's my favorite track of the movie, and it's one of my favorite tracks of the franchise. So, A plus for the soundtrack. Uh, the action is great in this movie. Obi Wan and Qui Gon versus Darth Maul is one of my favorite lightsaber duels in the whole franchise. The fight choreography for the dueling is fucking badass. It's a huge upgrade from the previous film, um, partly due to the fact that they didn't really have the budget to have great swordplay in the original trilogy, and that's not really what the duels were used for. They were more thematic and story-driven, not so much action, which I prefer the more action side. You can do both. This one does both. Um, but yeah, the space battle is good. It's just not as good as the last space battle, which, I mean, it is like the conclusion of that trilogy, but... You would think with the newer film, they would step up more. And they did that with the lightsaber duels. But to me, the battle didn't feel as cool. It's just, it's just the Naboo fighters going against the Trade Federation. And it's just meh. I think it has to do... The reason why I don't care for this battle as much is because it's a little kid Anakin. And he's saying little kid lines. And it's nothing against Jake Lloyd. It's just the shoddy dialogue that George Lucas put in the, in the scene. It takes away from the action when we're constantly brought out of the film... By like, now this is pod racing! Like, oh my god. Why would you have him say that? Just just have him shoot. Don't say anything. Just pan to R2 every once in a while and be like, okay, R2. Like, whatever you need to do. Uh, if you want to talk, that's fine. Just don't have him say some cringy-ass shit. Which unfortunately happens a lot in this battle. Um, there is like a third and fourth thing you watch in the climax of the film. This is the one where Queen Mandala and her guards are getting back into the palace and take, uh, taking a new gun ray. Which is okay. It's entertaining. I, I wish there was it would just stuck to Qui-Gon vs. Darth Maul and Obi-Wan. Because that's just fucking great. It's my Other than Anakin vs. Obi-Wan in the third film, it's my second favorite duel. So I just... I want more of that. And that's probably why I'm like, eh, to the other stuff. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the, the, so the last battle you see is, is my least favorite. It's the Gungans vs. the Battle Droids. And instead of having, like, an interesting or ground battle, like, we've never really had that, like, a big, big battle, like a grand scale. This is the first one. The, the only one where they kind of did that. The only ones that were kind of close were the Hoth battle and then the Ewoks and the Rebels versus the Stormtroopers. But this one's, like, a full army versus another full army. It's not, like, a battalion and a battalion. This one's way bigger scale. So the battle droids are cool, and they have cool shit. Just the Gungans are really lame, and it just always focuses on Jar Jar. You don't get to see the other Gungans fighting against the droids. It's just Jar Jar being a fucking idiot through the whole battle. And I hate watching it. It's nothing against all my best. I mean, you get what you get with the material he was given, and how they wanted him to talk, and how he wanted to act. I'm not going to shit on my best, but uh, it's, it's not good. That I, I don't like it. I just just give me more of Qui Gon Liam Neeson. Um, yeah, I, I really love some of the characters. The, the new, newer characters are really good, and I love the young version of Obi Wan. Uh, Qui Gon was always a Jedi. Like ooh, I really want him to train me. Other than Luke, Qui Gon was the master I wanted. I like if I could be a Jedi, I'd want Qui Gon to teach me. I love the way he talks, and I love the way he uh, he looks at the Force, the Living Force. He's He's more of like, I guess you would call like a gray Jedi, even though it's never been a confirmed thing. But he focuses much more on the living force than like the strict rules of the Jedi or the heavily angry and passionate side of the dark side. He just more focuses on the will of the force and what's best for the galaxy, 
which I think is really cool. And of course, Liam Neeson, he's badass taken. You know who he is. Um, so yeah, it has some really good highs and really, 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 really bad lows. So I don't hate this film. I know a lot of people do. Um, but I was in the generation I was raised with it, and I don't hate it. I just don't. Like, I, it probably has to do with some nostalgia from when I was a little kid, because these were my Star Wars films when I was a young hatchling. So I'm going to give this movie a rating 6 out of 10. It's a slightly above average film. The special effects, the music's badass. Some characters and performances are really good. The action's great. Just the shit. So a lot of shitty acting and a lot of shitty dialogue and some poor, poor decisions made on the story and characterizations is what really knocks this down. Um, but yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, if you have me on any social medias, if you want to send me a message, either critique or a compliment, wherever you want to say to me, I'll take it with stride. <laughs> and I hope you have a good day.